Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Where are we on the timeline and eschatology? When are we and where are we on the coming of the Lord? And are gathered together to him the second advent. We're in the last of the last days, but most don't really believe that. They really believe that God's coming someday, our Lord Jesus Christ is going to split these in the sky, and we which are alive and remain going to be caught up together and meet them in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord with when he comes. With that shout, the voice of the archangel, the trump of God, and the dead in Christ are going to rise first, and we which are alive and remain be caught up together and meet him in the air. But we look at that, that's far in the future, not now. This work of the ministry that's going to happen before the second coming of the Lord and all truth being given to the saints of the Most High God, the Church of the Living God. And we see that in Acts 3, 20 and 21. For the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution of all things, of the restoration of all things. All things are the things of faith. Faith is the substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. And there we are to grow up into Jesus in all things and all truth. So that we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And the Spirit speaketh expressly in the latter days, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to these seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, having a conscience seared with a hot iron. We have to be prepared in the sealing. Now, what is the sealing? Well, we're sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise there until we receive the promised possession. It's after that we have received the Word of God. It's all predicated upon the Word of God. It's the Word that we must receive than believing the testimony that God gave of His Son that we have set to our seal that God is true. What did He testify of His Son? That He is Emmanuel, God with us. That He is the Father manifest in flesh. That the Son of God is the Father revealed, not a person, not a second person of the Godhead. God stated that in Isaiah 43, 10. Thus saith the Lord and my servant whom I have chosen. Well, that sounds like there's two. That you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Here's the revelation of Christ. Jesus is that Christ, which is both the Father, the invisible spirit of God, and the Son, which is the spirit of, spirit of, the, of the invisible God, revealed, manifest, unveiled, God with us, Emmanuel. See now that I am God thy Savior, the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. That's a revelation we must come to in order to be saved. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things, things of faith, which must shortly come to pass. And he said and signified it by his angel unto John. What is this sealing? Revelation 7. The apocalyptic sealing there in Revelation 7 is definitely an essential for salvation because the saints must be sealed in order to stand through those last woeful trumps. Woe, woe, woe be unto the inhabitants of the earth by the reason of the other three trumpets left yet to sound. The sealing is essential. We must have it. Who shall be able to stand? Then we have the sealing. Why? Because only those that have the seal of the living God, the servants of God, that will be able to stand in that evil day, in the day of the Lord. Now, what is the seal? 
Well, we find that it has a lot to do with, we know the word of God, but Zerubbabel. Take a look at Haggai in that second chapter, and he talks about that feast prophet, that festive prophet, and he talks about the seventh month, not the uh, first month of Abib or Nisan. He's not talking about that feast of Passover and leavened bread or first fruits or the feast of weeks, which are that Pentecostal. He's not talking about that season. He's talking about that last season of tabernacles, that last season of where God there will tabernacle with him and the Lord will dwell amongst us. The Lord is there, Jehovah Shammah, a millennial reign. But before then, there's a great work that must be done. It's a restoration of all the faith in all truth for Jesus to descend from heaven with that shout. We see that again, Acts 3, 20 and 21. The heavens must receive Jesus. For how long? Until the times of the restitution of all things. Till all things of faith are restored in a restoration. There we see that their sealing is essential in Revelation 7. It's not a pre-tribulation rapture because we see that the book of the Revelation is written to John 4 to reveal to the servants of God. It's written to the church. And he mentions the seven churches of Asia for those that overcome. We're called to be overcomers. The word of God is strong in us and we've overcome the wicked one. We see that in 1 John 2, 12 through 14. That's a higher growth. Those overcomers are literally focused on in Revelation 2nd and Revelation 3rd chapter. But then, when we see Revelation 4 and 5, we see 4 and 20 elders and 4 beasts before the throne of God. The 4 beasts are the Zoe, the living creatures. We see in Revelation 5 that they sing the song of the redeemed because they're the redeemed of the Lord. They are not angels. God never redeemed the angels. So it has to do with the revelation of Jesus Christ in the work of the ministry, not just his person, but his work. And we're called for the work of the ministry. You'll see that, that God gave us a five-fold ministry to the body of Christ. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Why? For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come into the unity of the faith to the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Perfection. Full maturity. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Growing up into Jesus in all things of truth. It's a new thing that God is doing. And that sealing then happens in Revelation 7. Before those four winds that were going to hurt the earth, the sea, and the trees, that we are told to hurt, hurt them not until though we have sealed the servants of our God in their forehead. The servants of God is the church, not national Israel. It's a church of the living God. And Israel, after the flesh, even though blindness and parts happen to them, if they still turn to the Lord, they will still be in the ecclesia of the elect according to grace. Well, we find that they, the ones that are sealed, are 144,000 of them that are sealed. 
the English equivalent of RMD in the Greek, 1,000, R, 100, M, 40, D, 4. He did not write out and spell out 144,000. He used the Greek symbols equivalent of it in the Bible numerics, 144,000. And the English equivalent is RMD, and that is eastward, always in the Word of God, as a gematria, or 144, or 12 squared. And we see that 1,000 is perfected glory. Song 8, Canticles 8. Solomon hath a vineyard in Baal Haman, possessor of a multitude. Solomon, you must have a thousand. Perfected glory. All the keepers of the vineyard, 200. So there's 200 for the apostles, 200 for the prophets, 200 for the pastors, evangelists, 200 for the pastors, 200 for the teachers, or for the perfecting of the saints. Well, how and what is the seal? How are we sealed? What is the seal? That is that apocalyptic sealing of Revelation 7. Well, we see that in Haggai, he speaks of that seventh month and the 21st day of the seventh month. And at that time is the Feast of Tabernacles. And it's that seventh day in the seventh month. And we find that God at this time will shake all nations. And we see that in Hebrews 12. God is shaking the nations. It's judgment. But he has promised, yet once more he shakes not only the earth, but also heaven, that all that can be shaken may be removed as the things that are made. Every man-made doctrine will be destroyed. Then seeing then that we have a kingdom that cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming father. Consumption decreed will overflow in righteousness. There, that shaking is mentioned there in Haggai, the second chapter. And he said, all the silver and gold is mine. And after I've shaken the nations, all the desire of all nations will come, and I'll make the glory of the latter house greater than that of the former. The latter reign greater than that of the former reign. At the last great reign of his strength. Zechariah 10 said, Ask you of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain, that the Lord will make bright clouds and forth showers to every one grass in the field. It's the latter rain of the Holy Ghost, which we have not had or experienced yet. It's still ahead of us. But the thing that is noteworthy, that we see that the Lord said, Consider this thing. Focus on it. Meditate upon it. Know these things. Oh, that they were wise, that they would consider or know their latter end. To the law and to the testimony. If any speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. This is a shadow of things to come. To the law. What law? The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. We walk in that law and obedience unto righteousness, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And that testimony of Jesus is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. That's the remnant of her seed that keep the commandments of God 
They love God. They keep his commandments and have the testimony of Jesus. That's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Those are the remnant that after God has shook not only the earth, but also heaven, that all that can be shaken may be removed as the things that are made, that so that those things which cannot be shaken, the remnant, the remnant of the seed, the church, that cannot be shaken may remain. That's the remnant. That's the remnant that keeps the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. That's Revelation 12. So, what is this sealing? What does it have to do with this seventh month? Not Pentecost, but tabernacles. A whole different season. A total different time. A season of the Lord God of Moed, a divine appointment of God with man and the feast of the Lord. Well, we see that he says, oh, that they were wise that they would consider their latter end. Then he says, and hey, God, too, verse 18, consider now, consider the thing. Consider now from this day and forward from the four and 20th day of the ninth month, even from the day that the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid Consider it. Well, it was laid, and what is that? Is the seed yet in the barn? Yea, as the vine, yet the vine and the fig tree, and the pomegranate and the olive tree have not brought forth. From this day will I bless you. There's a time of the open fruit, the open flowers, the fruit season. That is the season of the fruit harvest of oil and wine, not Pentecost. And we are entered into that third day now that God said, I'll raise you up and you'll live in my sight. And again, he states there in that day, a time there that God said, saith the Lord of hosts, will I take thee, you, O Zerubbabel. That's very important. We understand Zerubbabel. Zerub, born in Babel, Babylon. Born in Babylon, but we're to come out of Babylon. Come out of confusion. Come out of Mr. Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots, the abomination of the earth, into all truth being led of the Holy Ghost. What is it? Who is this Zerubbabel? Well, he's the son of Sheltiel, prayer of God, that the prayers of sons of prayer, the prayerful ones, seeking the Lord's faith, face diligently. The Lord said, and saith the Lord, and will make you the church of the living God, the ones that are seeking God's face, that have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the fire might be of God and not of ourselves, knowing that the Lord Jesus is that spirit, the father of glory. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, the law of the liberty of life in Christ Jesus, that spiritual law of life. And those that watch, walk and obey the leading of the Holy Ghost, in that perfect law of liberty. They will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. They will crucify the flesh with the affections of the lust. They will be the Lord's treasures in the days that he makes up his royal diadems. These saints that spake often one to another. And right there, he says, Zerubbabel, the church of the living God, the ones that were born in Babylon, coming out of her, son of Sheltiel, the sons of prayer, uh, son of those... Prayerful ones uh, 
saith the Lord, and will make you, Zerubbabel, the church of the living God, as a signet. A signet is a S-I-G-N sign, E-T, aloft, tav. Now, why would that be a sign, aloft, tav, or the signified, or the signification of the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants and things, the church of the living God, servants, things, and these servants will be sealed on their forehead through these things that they receive in the truth of the word of God. Sanctify them through that truth, that word is truth. And the spirit of truth is none other than Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, the Father, the Christ in you, the hope of glory. And these are sealed, uh, the servants of God in their forehead, and it's written to the servants of God. And we see here that he says, Zerubbabel, the church of living God, these ones that I have called for this last day work, the work of the ministry, that I will make you as a signet, a sign, a law, the signification, the sign, not only the seal, but the sign or the seal as well, the original die-cast mold that you will not only be the thing sealed, but you will be the instrument by which I use to seal it. Now, to understand that, God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Somebody said, well, that's good for the Lord. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power might be of gotten out of ourselves. Now, he says, I'm going to use my body the church of the living God and members in particular to reveal my glory. The last day work of the ministry, which will be the full seven year covenant with God's people that he will show with all to all the world that he alone is God. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ in the days of Jesus flesh. He stayed there, and from the time that he entered into this ministry at about age of 30, for 33 and a half years, and was cut off in the midst of the week, three and a half years. There remains another three and a half years, time, times and a half, 42 months, 1,203 score days of the Jesus ministry. That's the reason why you see in Revelation 10, Revelation 11, Revelation 12, 42 months, time, times and a half, that literal three and a half years of 42 months because it is the seat that will be counted for the generation, that generation of Jesus Christ that we read about in Matthew 1, which is the 42nd generation, which is Christ. Jesus is the 41st generation. He fulfilled the first three and a half years. The body of Christ will fulfill the last, that covenant of Jesus, the last three and a half years for the ones that have an ear to hear. That's the work of the ministry. That's what we're all called for. The Lord will fitly frame us together and compact it, seal it, there through the measure of each part, every part there coming together in one, through which every joint supplies, joining it together in one, every joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love. God's doing it now to those that have an ear to hear. Now the Lord visited us on the 19th of January, 2019, saying, seal my people by my word. Even as I send my angel ascending from these to have the seal of living God, so send I you. We've been obedient to that as much as possible. We have many in Africa and India that are coming in, and literally over a thousand 
there in Africa alone that have believed the word. Now, there are others, Europe, America, those there that now they're hearing the word, 75% of our downloads on our, on our podcast are there in America and Europe. We need to hear from you. God's doing it now, but who will believe for the time to come? Who will hear for the time to come? This is the signet, is Zerubbabel, is as a signet. What does he say? For I have chosen thee, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, who is this Zerubbabel, son of Sheltiel? Along with Joshua, the son of Josedek. They're the ones that's going to build that work of the temple in the last days. Notice there, in as we go back to the book of Ezra, we take a look at Ezra. And in that book of Ezra, it's going to talk about Chesbazer. Uh, Chesbazer is that, that Babylonian name of Zerubbabel. Let's see what the Word of God says about Chesbazer. It says that Cyrus, king, brought forth the vessels of the house of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had brought forth out of Jerusalem and had put them in the house of his gods. Even those did Cyrus, king of Persia, bring forth by the hand of Methodoth, the treasurer, and numbered them unto Sheshbazar. Sheshbazar, the prince of Judah. And we're going to see that Sheshbazar is Zerubbabel. Very important because God is using the various nations there to lift up his name. Notice he says, and this is the number of them, that 30 charges of gold, and 30 we know is the, is the price of blood, the number of blood. It's also the number of the high priest. You, can, you entered into the priesthood at age 20. You had 10 years there to prepare, and at age 30, the high priest could take his office at age 30. He had to retire at age 50. You see that in Numbers 4. A thousand charges of silver. Why? thousand is perfected glory. These numbers, the Bible numerics there, have a great prophetic meaning in eschatology. Nine and twenty knives, thirty basins of gold, silver basins of a second sort, four hundred and ten, and other vessels, a thousand. Remember, thousands perfected glory in the word of God. We see that, Solomon, you must have a thousand. All the keepers of the vineyard, two hundred, and that's the work of the ministry. Notice it says, and all the vessels go the silver of 5,400. All these did Sheshbazzar bring up with them of the captivity that were brought up from Babylon on Jerusalem. Who is this Sheshbazzar? He goes on, these are the children of the province that went up of the captivity of those which had been carried away and with Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away into Babylon and came again to Jerusalem and Judah, even every one unto his city, which came with Zerubbabel, Shesbazar. Shesbazar is Zerubbabel. His Babylonian name is Shesbazar. Well, what is that and what's the significance of Shesbazar? Well, we're seeing that this is in the Feast of Trumpets. We see that in Ezra 3. It is the seventh month. We see that again in Haggai, seventh month. It is not Pentecost. Pentecostals there have got to move on, go in deeper there and dig deep and found that rock. 
not just on the first or second season, but to the third season and the third day. We see that in Ezra 3. And when the seventh month was come and the children of Israel came to the cities, the people gathered themselves together as one man to Jerusalem. Who's that man? That's the Son of Man Revelation, the kingdom of us, which is Jesus, is the head. And we, the body of Christ, making or comprising but one man that fills heaven and earth. Notice who is there leading this uh, uh, body of Christ as one man. Verse 2, that's Ezra 3, verse 2, then stood up Joshua, Yeshua, the son of Yozadak, or Josadak, and his brethren, the priest, and Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel. There's Joshua, the son of Josadak. Joshua, the name Yeshua, Jesus, their son of that Josadak, which is righteousness, or righteous, and Zerubbabel, born in Babylon, son of Sheltiel, prayers. Sons of prayer and the brethren, and uh, they builded the altar of the God of Israel to offer burnt offerings the, their own, as it is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. This is from the first day of the seventh month in verse six, began they to offer burnt offerings to the Lord. This is again in verse eight. Now the second year of their coming to the house of God at Jerusalem in the second month, began Zerubbabel, there's that name again, that will be set as a signet. Those are we that will be sealed in the apocalyptic signaling of Revelation 7. Son of Sheltiel, prayer again, and Yeshua, Joshua, called by the name of Jesus, the son of Josedek, and the remnant, the remnant of her seed. They keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. Those are the ones that will enter on in they're not just stopping at Pentecost, following on to know the Lord, knowing that his going forth is prepared as the morning, and he will come to us as the rain, not just the former rain, but the latter rain as well that we've entered into now. It's very appropriate that we understand that the foundation of the house of the Lord was built and laid by Zerubbabel. That foundation the Lord said in Matthew 17 is Christ. That's a foundation of the church. So as these are types and shadows, things to come that God has a people now that have laid that foundation or the foundation laid and what is late, which is Jesus Christ. But we have to build their own because they, we've laid the foundation. Now we must finish it. The finished work, bringing the capstone to the headstone, the capstone crying grace grace unto it, and that's the finished work of God unto perfection to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, the body of Christ being presented blameless unto the Lord, both spirit, soul, and body, and perfection, a perfect, spotless, blameless church and the image of Jesus Christ. So we see in verse 11, and they sing together by course, and praising you and thanks unto the Lord, because he is good for his mercy endureth forever toward Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout, when they praise the Lord, because why? The foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. We find in Zechariah 4, 9, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid that foundation and his hands will certainly finish it. That's the work of the ministry. We find also in Nehemiah that we find that Ezra makes a pulpit. We see that in uh, 
Nehemiah 8, verse 4, and Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made for that purpose, and it tells the others that were with him, and they opened all that book that they're in tabernacles, not in Pentecost, tabernacles, because it's in the seventh month that God gave them the understanding of the book. Where do you see that? Not full full glory, full understanding, full knowledge in all things, not in Pentecost. That was Acts, the second chapter. That was a foundation, Christ there being that foundation. The embryonic church goes forth. But now we must come to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ under perfection. And he says that this book, when he opened it, there, which was that Song of Moses and all that will befall God's people last day said in the sight of the ark, the ark of the covenant, the testimony. And it says there that, that the God caused the people to understand the law and the people stood in their place. So they read in the book of the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. Well, that's what's happening now. Somebody said, well, God's not going to lead us into all truth. We won't know that until we get in the sweet by and by. No. In that last season of God, in the tabernacles, those that are tabernacleists, not Pentecostals, will come to the measure of the statue of Jesus into all truth. The Holy Ghost will lead us and guide us into all truth. You see it again there in uh, Zechariah. That Zechariah states that it's here again, Joshua, the son of Josedek, and Zerubbabel, son of Sheltiel. We see that again, that God's going to measure the house. He measure the church, measure the temple of God, which we are that temple. And Revelation 11, verse 1 and 2, and it was really like unto a rod, given unto John, said, and rise, measure the temple of God and the altar, and them that worship therein, but the court which thou leave out and measure not. It's given to the Gentiles and the holy city, but you be trodden underfoot. 42 months, and I'll give power unto my two witnesses, which are the two olive trees, which are the Zoe, the beast before the throne of God, which is the church in the higher glory. They are not angels. They are the redeemed of the Lord. And you'll see that in 1 Kings 6, 23. They are olive trees overlaid with gold. These are the ones shattering, shadowing uh, the mercy seat, Hebrews 9, 5, which Paul stated he could not speak particularly about it now. What is happening? We're getting measured now. There's a measuring line. There's the temple of God on the altar. We will be measured. And in Zechariah 2, that's what's happening here. We go to Zechariah 3, and we find the ones called by the name of Jesus. This is a type of shadow of the things to come. And we find Joshua before the throne of God, the high priest. And we're called as freed kings and priests of the Lord our God, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. Why? Because the dragon, the serpent, the old scorpion, the devil, will come against the woman that she will not bring forth Jesus, the man-child, and that travail, she will try to destroy the man-child as soon as it's born, the Christ in us, the last day work of the ministry, the finishing of that temple of God, the full work upon Zion. And that's what is happening now. Satan comes there to resist what happens. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuked thee, O Satan. Even the Lord which has chosen who? Jerusalem, 
rebuke thee. Is not this a bland, a brand plucked out of the fire? What's the brand? It's the seal. It's the instrument by which we will be sealed, and we are the sealing. That's Zerubbabel. It's as a signet. It's the seal. It's the engraving of an engraver. And that is the work of the ministry. And upon that wall, uncovering the cedar work, in 1 Kings 6, it says, upon that cedar work, there will be an engraving of an engraver of cherubim. The cherubim are the olive trees, the church of the living God, but in a higher glory. There will also be palm trees. It's a different season. It's not Pentecost. It's tabernacles, and it'll be open flowers. That's the engraving in the wall. And that's what will be uncovered in the last days in Zephaniah 2. Who has an ear to hear? What happens here? It's a brand plucked out of the fire. Where do we see them? Coming out of the fire, fire enfolding itself. In Ezekiel 1, verse 5, they have an appearance of a what? Of a man. Why? Because it will have all the, the church of the living God will have as the appearance of a man. One man, all coming together as it was with Ezra and Nehemiah. And it was one man, they all the body of Christ standing together. In these last days will be as one man, Christ the head, and we the body of Christ. And what happened? Joshua was clothed with filthy garments. God has moved on. We've got to stay in the light as he's in the light. We can't stay Pentecostals. We have to have a change of raiment. We've got to go deeper in the word of God. Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. And he answered and spake unto those that stood by him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thy sin, no, thine iniquity, to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with a change of raiment. It's what? Because we have a change that is coming, a change from Pentecost that's already gone, and now we're in the season of a new season, a change of a season in tabernacle. We have to walk in the light as he's in the light. Then we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. And what? He said, what? Clothe him there in uh, the breastplate? No. Put a fair mite on his head. Why? Because you're sealed in your forehead. This is not Pentecost. Notice the next verse. And I said, let them set a fair mitre upon his head. You'll see that again. That's Zechariah 3, verse 5. You'll see it again in Exodus 28 in the garments of the high priest. And the last sealing is that on the forehead of the high priest. And there in that golden mitre, holiness unto the Lord, all capital letters in bold print. Why? Because it's the name of Jesus and they've come to the measure of the statue of Jesus. From these exceedingly great and precious promises, uh, they have been made partaker of his divine nature, holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. And they set a fair mitre upon his head. And so they set a fair mitre upon his head and clothed him with garments. That's the new thing God's doing in a tabernacle garment, tabernaculist, not Pentecostal garment, not tavern of the former reign, but the latter reign. And the angel of the Lord stood by. Notice what it says in Zechariah 4 again. What is it? What are these olive branches, that cherubim, those living creatures before the throne of God, the beast of Revelation 4 and 5? What are they? They are the olive branches before the throne. What are they? Zechariah said, I don't know. This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, not by uh, 
might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. What are we saying today? That that church of the living God, Jesus Christ, through them have laid the foundation. Nor the foundation be laid than what is laid, which is Christ Jesus our Lord. But notice it says here in Zechariah 4, that moreover the word of the Lord came unto uh, Zechariah, saying, that means God has remembered. Jehovah has remembered. What? He said, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house, the temple of God, the house of the Lord. And what is the work? The work of the ministry? What is it? And his hands shall also finish it. That's the final consummation of all things coming into all truth. And then the Lord Jesus will come. Nevertheless, don't miss it. God's calling us now to this last great work of the ministry. God's doing it now. We are the church of the living God that will be sealed. God is doing it now through his word. Seal them through the word of God. And after they have received the word of God, you have to receive it first. Then we're sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise until we receive the promised possession. We must go on to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto perfection full grown in order to have that sealing of fathers in Revelation 7. There's more to come. Tune into the podcast. I know that you'll be blessed. You want to get uh, there and work with us, take a part of and uh, uh, be a part of the ministry and, that, and, and what God is doing now, call me. Nation, the national uh, code there is plus one. 903-746-4885. That's my cell number. Leave your message and I'll get back to you. Or you can email me sealing God's people at dennisbeard.org. Let's don't let this new wine fail in us. Let's receive the word of God and let it go forth as instruments of righteousness. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying. Behold the real Jesus.